The trade deadline is come and gone. Which moves are going to pay off for a playoff spot and which ones are going to falter down, down, down? Let's dive right in. Go! Welcome back to Making Waves, an NFL confidence pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And it is week nine of the NFL. It is November 2nd. And yesterday, November 1st, 4 o'clock p.m., was the NFL trade deadline that Bob just touched on there in our little intro. There were a lot of moves that have happened over the past couple of weeks. But before the trade deadline yesterday, let's just say things started getting crazy. There is a lot to talk about there. A lot of injuries to discuss that might make a big impact in some of these games. And man, I don't know about you, but uh, things are not getting any less spooky, even though Halloween is over. I know, kind of crazy that we turned the calendar to November, but... It's almost like it's still a spooky season because things in the NFL are just as, if not more spooky. Also, you're talking about um, it being November 2nd, but you forgot to mention the fact that it is officially Christmas and holiday season. Oh, well, some people believe that, but I personally am not one of those people that November 1st, call me a Grinch if you if you will, but November 1st is not Christmas season. It, Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet. We have to give Thanksgiving its due. But why did I just order a six-foot artificial <laughs> Christmas tree for my apartment yesterday then? Well, I don't know. That's on you, my friend. It's the holiday season. No, it is not the holiday season. But if you think it is like Bob thinks it is, then why are these games not all merry and jolly and bright? They're still a little bit uh, a little scary and giving us a hard time. We are still closer to Halloween than we are to Christmas. It is the Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and boxing season. But with that being said, I'm super jolly over here. I'm very merry in one uh, or about one particular trade. And I think it is time for me to go through the trades and just kind of update the fans on what happened during that frenzy of a trade deadline day yesterday. Yeah, if you want to, I was going to say, if you wanted to real quick touch on how we did in confidence pool, we'll look back before we look forward. But okay. yeah, you can go ahead and why don't you give us a confidence pool update as well as all of the trade updates. You can just roll right from one to the next. Okay, let me wet my whistle because that's going to be about four minutes straight to talk to <laughs> someone. Second. I'll chime in and give you a little break. Appreciate that. Uh, but yes, okay, so to give an update on how Making Waves did... Last week, unfortunately, halfway or almost halfway done with the season. Technically, we're like as close to halfway as we can because there's now 17 weeks, which is an odd number. I am a math expert, so you can't get half of 17. But we're basically halfway through the NFL season. We've yet to win the Buco Bucks, but not to be, not to be, uh, you know, dismayed. We didn't win any Buco Bucks until like the last quarter of the season last year, and we won two. So we are getting closer. Uh, last week, making waves, we went 10 out of 15. So we got 10 games correct, five incorrect. And the five games that we got incorrect was 
Unfortunately, the first game of Sunday in London, we had the Jags beating the Broncos for five, so we missed that game. Uh, we missed the Raiders for six, and the Raiders didn't just lose. They were shut out 24 to nothing. I wish I would have listened to my co-host on that one because she did say Saints, but we missed the I Raiders did. for six. I did say Saints on that one. That's, that's, to be yeah. fair, I was easily persuaded. I probably should have stuck to my guns a little bit more. There's probably a little bit on both of us, but I think it didn't help that I had Raiders for 10 and you had Saints for one. So I think that uh, kind of screwed us over on that one. So we did miss the Raiders for six. We missed the Jets. Thankfully, it was only for one. They lost the Patriots. They still are uh, the little brother brother in that rivalry. We lost the Giants for two. Dang it, Eli. Dang it, dang it, James. Eli. Dang it, damn it. You didn't write hard enough to Gino because he still ain't right back, though. He literally refuses to write back, though, and unfortunately for us, we had the Giants. We thought he'd write back. He still did, so we missed them for two. And the spookiest game for us of the weekend was on Hollow's Eve on Monday night in Cleveland. We had the Bengals for 13, and they got absolutely smoked by the Browns. So Halloween night was very spooky for us here at Making Waves. So overall, we missed five games. Uh, we got a total of 93 points, and... As a whole on the season, we have 586. We're slowly but surely making our way towards the top of the leaderboard. We're now only 61 points behind the leader. So we're slowly but surely, like I said, getting closer. So we're, uh, right. we're going in the correct direction. Love that. Love to hear that. And just to give you a minute to catch your breath and drink a little water, Ooh. if you'd like, nice. I can move along nice. to the injury report before mm. you go into the trade deadline. Oh, that would um, be so sublime. Yeah, no, love to hear that we're making some progress, and hopefully that just continues on up from here on out. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I don't know. Making waves is, we've got some ground to cover. <laughs> we have a little bit of ground to cover, but you know what? I have faith in us. I do. I do. I do, too. I have a lot of faith in us, and that starts with week nine with all of these things that we need to consider. First of those being these injuries. So only a few this week of new ones. Obviously, there's still some old ones that we need to keep in the back of our minds, but I'll keep it nice and short and sweet because I know you have a lot of trades to cover. First up, Rashad Bateman. He is again out with a foot injury. <laughs> My co-host traded quite a bit for him in our fantasy football league, and unfortunately, he hasn't really been panning out. So shout out, Nick, getting the, getting the high end of that deal with Joe Mixon. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with your wife. I will be doing that <laughs> next weekend when I see you all in person. Uh, next up, we have Brandon Cooks of the Houston Texans. He is questionable with a wrist injury as well as some personal stuff that he has been missing. Oh. Um, that's obviously big for the Texans if they lose him. They don't have too, too many weapons, so losing him is a big blow. And don't mean to interrupt the quick little side note on that. I was shocked. He was one of the um, highest rumored players to get traded and that might be why he didn't get traded because he has some stuff going on injury wise and personal life wise so interesting oh, I did not know that I did not that know is that is interesting okay yeah that that is interesting I didn't know that he was high on the list of being traded um next this is obviously a very big one Devante Adams of the Raiders has been missing practice due to an illness he is questionable for this weekend Typically with the illnesses, you see them come back before the game and they just miss practice that week, but we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Another one we really need to keep an eye on is Cooper Cup. He is questionable with an ankle injury as well. Um, and those are two elite wide receivers that without them would be detrimental to that team. 
And then the final one is Irv Smith Jr., the tight end of the Minnesota Vikings, suffered an ankle injury, most likely season-ending. He has been placed on injured reserve. But, oh, don't you worry, the Minnesota Vikings have snagged themselves quite the tight end to take their place. So I feel like that's a great transition just to go right in for you, Bob, for the trade deadline. Unfortunately, I'm pretty devastated about it, but uh, what happened yesterday before 4 o'clock? That is quite the transition, and right when you said that, I was thinking, oh man, that injury to Irv might be the reason that uh, you had a little bit of heartbreak yesterday, so you can thank Mr. Smith for possibly what happened. I already reached out to Irv and just told him how disappointed I was in him. Did he write back? No, he's still not right back. Oh, well, that's... That's no good. Well, Irv, maybe maybe write my co-host back. She deserves that at the very least after what she did. But great transition, and we did have quite the chaotic and frenzied trade deadline. Um, starting last week with a couple moves that we already announced, Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals, obviously CMC to the Niners, um, and James, Roberts, James Robinson to the Jets, and uh, my guy Robert Quinn to the Eagles. Um, so those all happened last week. Uh, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver from the Giants, who hadn't gotten much playing time this year, uh, was traded to the Chiefs. I believe that was at the very start of this week, so that didn't happen on trade deadline day. And then the last handful of moves here all happened in the span of about 12 hours, so it's going to get pretty chaotic. The first one, speaking of heartbreak, really ripped out my poor little heart, stomped it on the ground. My guy, the nucleus, the heart and soul of the Bears' defense, from the last four years. He's the leading tackler in the NFL since 2018. Roquan Smith out of Georgia, my boy. I thought he was a guy that the Bears were going to absolutely build around. He's only 25. He's an incredible linebacker, and the Bears decided to trade him to the Ravens. So congratulations, so two, Edgar Allan Two defensive players from the Bears out the door. Yeah. So technically, Ooh. I, I, I think you could make an argument that our top two Defensive players the last two years, if you take out Khalil Mack, who also was traded in the offseason. Between Robert Quinn, our number one sack guy, and Roquan, the heart and soul of our defense, we traded away both of them. And, you know, you got to love having draft picks and draft capital, but you got to have a a product on the field. And the fact that we did this before the Lions week with that offense in Detroit makes (laughs) me a little nervous to say the least. So that happened. Something funny over there? No, sorry. Just going to be a little bit harder for you to try to convince me that we're choosing the Bears against the Lions. Oh, oh don't don't you worry. The next uh, trade update that I'm going to say here is going to help me in that uh, argument. But the first big trade uh, yesterday during the deadline, and I saw it pop up on my phone, and immediately my heart was in my throat. I felt a little nauseous. I was kind of dry. Why are you, why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? Oh, I'm smiling. No, I'm, you, it must be bad. Uh, pixelation. I'm not smiling. This is this is my sad face. Oh, okay. And I saw this pop up on my phone, and I immediately was dry heaving. I got down on my knees, and I was thinking of my best friend and my co-host about how sad she was going to be about this. But Detroit Lions star tight end TJ Hawkinson has been traded to the Vikings. Oh. And yeah, stab Mac, I, I, I'll give you the mic. Jeez, stab me in the heart again, won't you? I wouldn't dare. The Lions already did that with this trade, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. I mean, I think you're just an, your initial re- reaction right there painted a pretty pretty good picture. But yeah, let's hear from uh, you. Back. I honestly was shocked when that popped up on my phone. I immediately sent a screenshot to Bob with all caps WTF. I believe. No, it was actually the words. It was the bad oh. words. <laughs> 
Claus. Sorry, that's was. too explicit. That is too explicit yeah, for this podcast. This is a family podcast. Yeah, I definitely was pretty shocked. He has been a huge player that we have been building around for a couple of years now. He has been through some rough stuff with the Lions, and he's always been kind of a bright spot for us. I would truly consider him to be a top five tight end in the NFL right now. So to get rid of him is extremely disappointing. And I'm trying to think of who they're even going to plug in. I guess they picked up uh, Devin Funchess. Fun- Funchess? Uh, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Did they really? From, from U of M. And I know they've got I was going to say. They were plugging him in a bit in like pre preseason, but... Still, I don't, I don't know. That's difficult to replace, but I don't know. Hopefully that will be a good pickup. He's more of, I feel like, a Kyle Pitts type size, that Devin guy. He's really tall and, and big, so hopefully that'll be good, but they didn't they didn't have him on the roster, so I'm not sure what they're going to do really at tight end. We've got other good weapons, but definitely that is a big, big loss felt for the Lions, and I don't think we even got much for him, and we traded him to an interdivisional opponent, so all around... Not the best trade deadline for me. That was not the best way to start your Christmas season off November 1st, was it? Definitely not. Ah, well, the Lions front office is definitely going to be getting a lump of coal for that trade. And I do I do feel for you because I know how it feels to, you know, trade away some of your best and, you know, the fan favorite players. So that's tough. And as I was sulking over here after that, I got an update on my phone just in the nick of time because I was like, I need something like, I was I had an anxious day at work yesterday and I was down after that trade and I was like I need something like I need I need a sign that things are going to turn around. And all of a sudden I looked at my phone and it said Chase Claypool to the Chicago Bears and instantly everything everything changed from dark to light like oh my god I felt like I was in Disney World and immediately like I was lifted up and I know Mac was so happy for her best friend on that one too. So the Bears finally got a wide receiver option for for Justin and all is right in the world. So Claypool to the Bears. I was very happy about that. Another big trade yesterday, Bradley Chubb, defensive end star from the Broncos, traded to the Dolphins. Dolphins are just receiving tons of help on defense. They obviously have an insane offense, and uh, Bears play the Dolphins this weekend. So, yeah, um, Bradley Chubb, just in time for the Bears. Perfect. Lucky me. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who was one of the best receivers in the game last year. Obviously, he's suspended for all of this season, but he was traded to the Jaguars. And the last deal that happened literally right at the buzzer was backup running back Naheem Hines traded to the Bills. So the rich get richer um, with the uh, the Dolphins getting Chubb and then the Bills getting Hines there is a great backup um, option for uh for Singletary. So yeah, it was a crazy chaotic uh, trade deadline. And I think we were both a little out of breath when uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time hit, but a lot to to unpack there. Yeah. I mean, needless to say, there were a lot of big moves that were made, a lot of changes for several teams, some in an effort to kind of maybe get some more picks because they may potentially be thrown in the towel and some maybe to try to break that cusp and move a little bit higher in the standings. And I guess we'll see how it all shakes out from here on out. But thanks for all those reports. I appreciate that. And we'll take all that into consideration when we move ahead. And I feel like it is time without further ado to jump into Thursday night's game, 8.15pm Eastern Standard Time, Philadelphia Eagles at Houston Texans. 
And for me, this is my highest game of the week. Oh my I can gosh. already tell you that. Um, this is this is just, I don't know. This feels like an easy one for me. The Philadelphia Eagles, obviously undefeated. Houston Texans just kind of struggling by and not doing great all the way through. I don't really know what else there is to say about this other than Eagles are good and Texans are not as good. So I'm going Eagles and I've got them at 13. Eagles 13. Wow. That's shocking because I also have this game for 13, but I have the Texans winning at 13. So we're really going to have to talk about this one off oh, air. Oh boy. All right. We're going to have to, yeah, talk off air, I guess. Oh, Nelly. Ha ha ha, JK. I wish you were serious. November. I would love to hear your argument for that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a little tougher of a uh, argument to uh, to support there. Um, November Fools, everybody. November Fools, Wave Riders. I am going Eagles, and I'm also going 13th Eagles. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I think you saying Eagles are great, uh, Texans are not. It was a, a perfect way. I don't care if this game is in Houston. I don't care if this game is on Mars. Eagles are going to win this game. And I think we're both pretty confident that we're going to get 13 points on Thursday night. So, yeah, I think we can just move on. That's This is about the easiest Thursday night game that we'll, we'll ever get. Yeah, no, I love it. I was going <laughs> to say, if the Texans win, I think that you should make the same bet you did last year where you said if the Texans win, you will literally get their logo tattooed on you. And then the Texans ended up winning and pulling like in it insane upset so i was going to suggest that but because it clearly has bad karma all around it i don't want to lose that 13 points don't make that bet please i literally completely forgot about that bet and it's crazy because obviously i'm a man of my word and i got the tattoo how did i forget about the tattoo that i got on my chest of the texas oh, did you would you mind posting it to our instagram well this is a non-explicit you know show and I don't want to show too much skin for the kids that follow us. So I really love to, but I'd say me showing my uh, my chest and, and belly area would be a little R-rated. But Fair. for anyone that knows me and, and wants to see me in person, I'll, I'll give a quick little flash to show them the, the Texans, <laughs> you know, horse logo. Perfect. All right. Well, that sounds good. We'll, uh, I'll see that later. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, okay. I don't really want Perfect. you to flash me, so I'm good. <laughs> well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll flash you and uh, everybody that's in town next weekend uh, to show the logo. <laughs> All right. Moving along. Sunday, one o'clock PM. First game. We've got the Los Angeles Chargers at Atlanta Falcons. Okay. So when I originally was making my picks, I had a question mark next to this game because I genuinely am a little nervous about that. And I think me and Mac would both consider ourselves to be football experts. It doesn't show all the time, but just based off of the time and energy that we put into the NFL, this podcast, our Pick'em League fantasy, um, you know, the fanhoods for our respective teams, we spend a lot of our fall and early winter lives on the NFL. Um, I think it's safe to say that both of us were for sure predicting the Falcons would be in first place in the NFC South after eight weeks? Yeah, safe assumption. With the Bucks and the Saints, yeah. I think it was safe to say that the uh, the Matt Ryan-less Falcons would for sure be in first, well, just, but you know look, what? Just look back on our preseason predictions. I know both of us put the Falcons at one and not four. Obviously, obviously, because we're football experts. So, I mean, all jokes aside, here we are. Halfway through the season, the Falcons are in sole possession. 
not Tom Brady, not the Saints, the Falcons. Wow. Are in first place led by Marcus Mariota. You heard it here first. And this game is in Atlanta. Chargers also been struggling a little bit. They've been losing some games they shouldn't. Herbert yeah. hasn't looked like the same Herbert. Eckler's kind of looking like he might not be the same Eckler. So this game was a little tougher than it should have been if we looked at this game at the start of the season. This game is in Atlanta, and the only, and I mean only, fine, two. The only two reasons that I'm going Chargers, Chargers, is because Chargers. one, the Chargers are coming off of Chargers. The, the two reasons are, one, the Chargers are coming off a bye, and they have been pretty, pretty banged up. Um, I think they're going to be fully rested. Herbert's finally going to be at full strength. I know Mike Williams and Keenan Allen have both been kind of hobbled, so I'm thinking at least one of them will be back to full strength. And two, the Falcons had a scare um, at home against the Panthers last week, the Lowly Panthers. And if it wasn't for a missed extra point and then a 35-yard missed field goal in overtime, the Panthers would have beaten the Falcons. So although the Falcons are 4-4, they should have just lost the Panthers at home. So I do have the Chargers. I'm being a little cautious and giving the Falcons um, some well-deserved respect, but I've got the charges and I've got them coming off a bye, earning a W at a confidence level of four. Okay. I like it. I respect it. I have them a little bit higher than you, but not by much. A lot of those reasons that you mentioned, I mean, it definitely is scary because as you mentioned, obviously we had no insight into the Falcons being first in their division but also on the other side, I believe we both thought the Chargers would be first. I know there was all this cheers and chants that they were going to the Super Bowl this year. And they just continue to, unfortunately, disappoint, I feel like, year after year. I know I've given a little spiel on that already. So this game also definitely scares me quite a bit. I have this game, and I have the Chargers. I have them winning at six. So a little higher Definitely willing to look at that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a little scared with that one. I just was a little more scared by some other ones that we had. Just a little scared, but hey, right in the uh, middle, four and six, pretty solid. Yep. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Not bad at all. And if you add those together, you get ten, which is what I have this oh next God. game at: the Miami Dolphins <laughs> at Chicago Bears. I hated <laughs> that transition. That was a great transition. What are you talking about? It was it was great if you're not a Bears fan. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so I have the no, Dolphins winning this this weekend. Yeah, I'm not that sorry. I have the Dolphins winning this weekend. I think that the acquisition ooh, good word, Mackie, acquisition. Ooh, um, oh, really Chase Claypool is gonna be very good for the Bears. I definitely was not happy seeing that. I think he's a great wide receiver. He is a little um, underrated, I think, at times. So I think that's a great addition for the Bears. Unfortunately, though, as you mentioned, they've got rid of, like, all of their superstar defensive players. So that's going to be a challenge to limit Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, all of those extreme weapons for the Dolphins. The Bears are, unfortunately, not going to be able to keep up. Even if Chase Claypool was the best wide receiver in the league, he needs time to learn the play- playbook and all of those different things. The Bears are not going to keep up. I'm sorry. I just really don't see that happening. And especially with the Dolphins, who just acquired even more on their defense. I sadly am going with the Dolphins this weekend. Not that sad for me, but sad for you. And I'm going to go with them at 10. That was mean. I wasn't meaning to be mean. I just was trying to be very brutally honest. You look like you said a lot of fun going through that game. There was a lot of there's a lot of smiling happening over there in North Carolina. And I You can take the floor and 
let me have it about how the Dolphins just did that to my boys. Go for it. It's actually interesting because we played the Cowboys and then the Dolphins, and then you played the Cowboys and then Dolphins, like literally the next week after we've played them. And then we play each other. And then we play each other. Bump, bump. So I think we could look at both of the games both in the most previous games and look at the highest scores and the most points scored. And maybe we'll like that. use that to determine. <laughs> I don't like that because I know that we lost to the Cowboys by more than you lost to the Cowboys. I think I'm going to bring up the Patriots game first and foremost, but we can talk about that next week when we are probably going to be talking about our head to head matchup for at least 45 to an hour. But I digress. I know I don't often, but I did digress. So I'm going to lock back in. Yeah, I wish I had better things to say about this game, but we know that we're all about honesty and putting out the most relevant and accurate information in regards to every game, whether it be about our boys or not. And unfortunately, I don't think the Bears are going to win. I want them to win so bad, and I want Mac to be wrong, and I'd like to you know, have some egg on her face and tell her, hey, your pants are on your ankles, Bears won. But the Bears couldn't stop the Cowboys last week. We gave up 49 points. And I'm sorry. I know I'm going to get so many calls and texts from the Bears. What, why were you talking about us like that? Well, this is tough love. This is tough love. And we gave up 50 points to the Cowboys. We scored 30. Unbelievable. The offense, two straight weeks of 30 points. I'm really proud of you guys. And we just got Claypool. But as Max just alluded to, alluded to, ooh, good word. We've never heard that one. Thanks. They've got the two right now top statistical receivers in the game. Tua statistically is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. They've got Mostert, they've got Jasicki, and they've got a defense that is bolstering up. This game is in Chicago, and I think you're going to be really proud of me by this confidence because I think you're expecting like a four or less. I have the Dolphins winning this game. Fingers crossed I'm wrong, but I've got them I've got them beating the Bears eight. I'm not proud of you at that. You have not once chosen a team against your boys for double digits. Not once. And that's just absurd to me. (laughs) You're not proud of me at all? No, I'm not. I thought when you said that, I have now chosen the Lions at double digits multiple times. Or Lions to lose. Well, the Bears keep surprising me when they get wins. Oh my gosh. Eight is pretty high. Keep Keep in mind. There's only 13 games this week. There's only five that I had higher than eight. Nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, five. All right. So we I w- shall see. I wish, you were pr- I, wish you're, I wish you were prouder of me, but. I'm not. Uh, I'm disappointed sometime. in you. Okay. You can be <laughs> mad, but just don't be, don't be disappointed. You can be mad. I'll be interested to see who you put higher than that, and I'll give you a lot of shit for it later. Okay, can't wait. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> All right, next game we have the Carolina Panthers at Cincinnati Bengals. What a great transition because I'm right off this the is bat, one of them. right off the bat, this is a game that I have higher. That's silly to me, considering the Bengals just got spanked by the Browns. They got spanked. They did get spanked. Um, I was trying to think of a pun to spank, but couldn't think of one. So, yeah, they did get spanked on Monday night, but they didn't have Jamar Chase. And they, I mean, that's a huge weapon that you're missing. That's the number one uh, statistical wide receiver right now, basically, in the NFL. But, yes, they did get spanked. Thankfully that for them, though, they are playing the lowly Panthers. They're playing the P.J. Walker-led Panthers. This is in Cincinnati. 
And I really do think the Bengals are going to bounce back and bounce back in a big way. Yes, shout out to the Panthers. They have played wildly, wildly well since trading away CMC. They messed around and beat the Bucs two weeks ago, the first week after they basically were waving the white flag, saying, oh, take our franchise cornerstone for a draft pick. They beat the Bucs. And then they messed around last week, and they basically should have beaten the Falcons, the division-leading Falcons in Atlanta. So they went into into Tampa Bay, beat the Bucs. They went into, into uh, Atlanta, almost beat the Falcons. So the Panthers are playing some good ball. But the Bengals are the AFC they're the reigning AFC champs. Um, that offense has really started to been, been uh, they've been figuring it out a little bit more the last couple of weeks. Take away last Monday without Jamar, and uh, I think they're going to get back on the winning side of things. Uh, so that's why I have them beating the Panthers in Cincinnati, and I have them winning at a confidence level of 11, three higher than the Dolphins over my boys. Okay. Well, I have them three lower than what you just chose. I have them winning, and I have them at eight, mostly just because, yeah, the Panthers have gotten on some sort of spark or something that they have been now winning all of a sudden. And, yeah, I just – that was a little scary with the Bengals. They have done that a couple times this season already where we've kind of expected them to win and they haven't. So just because of that, I put that at a more mid-level – range that's fair i uh i respect that all right thank you so much i'm hoping that you're, gonna you're respect, welcome so much respect my next choice <laughs> i don't think i will i don't think i will we have the green bay packers at detroit lions and shockingly enough i'm just i've got to choose my boys in this one the packers have, have now lost is it four or five straight in a row four in a row four, four in, in a row. row love it they have now lost four in a row to some some decently good teams. I'll give you that, but also some maybe not as good as what they you know think or what they should be. And so for the Packers to lose to them, oh my god, I'm just riding high. I love it so much. And yes, I know that my boys have a knack for finding a way to lose games and things of that nature. I am hopeful that with our offense, I know we just traded away, obviously, TJ Hawkinson, a big piece of our offense. But we still have some really good offensive players. They are mostly healthy now. We saw that this past weekend against the Dolphins. We've got Swift is back out there. He's been doing a nice job. Jamal Williams has, I believe, the most – or he is tied now for the most with Nick Chubb for the most touchdowns within the first um, eight weeks. So that's pretty incredible. And we also have Monroe St. Brown, who's back out there and healthy again. So I think the last one we're waiting on to really get healthy and get back out there is DJ Chark. Nice. Nice. Um, And we saw that when our players are healthy, we saw the offense that we saw at the beginning of the season last week against Miami. They were back. They were back in full form. And they were doing well against a very solid defense as well. And I will say the Packers do have an okay defense, but their offense has been lacking tremendously. So I'm hoping their lack of offense with our lack of defense kind of evens itself out and our offense will shine through. It is obviously an interdivisional matchup. Anything could happen, and I'm taking that in my boys' favor. So I'm going with the Lions. We are also at home, and I'm only going with them at one. 
Okay. If it was going to be any higher than one, then I probably would have uh, <clears throat> fired back a little bit more. But I, I respect didn't finish. that. I'm was... going with them at one, one, eleven. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. oh, that makes perfect sense. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm writing down one here. Yes, and a quick little side note. I know you were just giving me a little bit of slack, a little bit of crap. You were putting the knife in and twisting it a little bit, places oh, that yeah. hurt. But have to. You're giving me crap about the Bears. How many times have you chosen your boys this year on this podcast? I, I, I'd like it just like a general – what do you think it's been, four, five? If I had five? to guess, probably four, four times. Okay, okay. That is that is fair. I think it's been right around four. And while I love it, and hey, I would be an absolute hypocrite. And, and keep this in mind, this is all coming out of love. This is all love. I'm just – just being devil's advocate here. It, it was just Halloween a couple of days ago, so got to be devil's advocate. Okay. But I mean, the Lions are they're one and six right now, and they're they're not winning games. And I, I get it. We're playing the Packers, and keep in mind, I want the Lions to win this game. I'd like to choose the Lions every time the Packers lose. I'm okay, ecstatic. Then you just should. I uh, see, but this is all about honesty, and you know, choosing who we think is going to win. And I think the Packers, unfortunately, are going to win this game. If the Lions happen to take down the big, bad Packers and make it five games in a row, I'm going to be the first one texting you after the game and celebrating with you. But okay. I don't know if that's going to, be, uh, going to be the case. The Lions have the worst record in football right now. They're 1-6. and six, And the Packers have lost four in a row. But Aaron Rodgers does really well against the division. He does well in Detroit. And hey. He does well in Chicago as well. So that's why I have the Packers. Go ahead. So, oh, I thought you were about to say something. Sorry. I was, but you can finish. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, based off of history, what he's done in Detroit, and what the Lions have done so far this year, I have the Packers, and I have them at one. Okay. Well, thank you for keeping them at one. And what I was going to say is that it's funny you mentioned that, you know, he does really well against the Interdivisional and against the Lions and against the Bears. Because if I remember very vividly, and I have a pretty darn good memory, is that in the first couple of weeks, the Bears played the Packers. And one of us was really arguing for the Packers to because unfortunately the Packers kind of owned the Bears and the other was like, no, no, the Bears really are going to win because the Packers lost week one. This must have been week two. And we went with the Chicago Bears against the Packers. So we did. unfortunately we did. Just... you owe me. And so we're going with the Lions this weekend. Oh, this is, this is like an eye for an eye situation here, isn't it? Yeah, this is definitely eye for eye. Hmm. Well... I guess we can kiss. I guess we can kiss those buco bucks goodbye. For one point. How about this? We'll go one point, and if okay, you know what? I have a good deal for you. We will go for your boys for one point against the Packers, but you have to tell me that if the Packers beat the Lions, then there's going to be there's going to be no arguing next week, and we can go my boys against yours as high as we want. As high as, actually, sorry, as high as I want. Are you crazy? Why would I take that bet? That's a lose-lose for me. I mean, if you're so sure about, you know, the Lions defeating Aaron Rodgers. If then... I was so sure, I wouldn't have put them at one. Oh, I thought you said 1-1. One, one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right, 1-1. One, one. 
It's what interesting what? though. About- like when you make bets like that, you make bets that only benefit yourself. Like last week, <laughs> you were like, "If the Bears win, we can never choose them." above four and so it's like that's a win-win right there no that was a lose-lose for me okay so if the lions win we will never choose against them above four how about this how about this if the lions win uh, no because the bears are at home next weekend and i know we're gonna win but fine for the sake of the no actually no i can't make that bet because i know how this goes if the lions win then you will let me choose the lions against the bears next weekend See, now I don't like this bet anymore because it doesn't benefit me. I don't like okay, this. Okay, fine. Well, then we won't make a bet. We'll figure okay. this one out off off air. That's fine. You know, we can go with the Packers. Or Yeah, I think that's fair. If we go with the Packers and the Lions win, then we get to choose the Lions in Chicago. No, see, that's, that, that's, <laughs> too, big, that's too big of a downside for me, and I could not do that. We'll save our bet, our head-to-head bet for next fine. week, going into the Lions-Bears game. And uh, we'll make it a good one. We have all week to come up with all a good right. one. We're going to be in person to Soldier Fields. So yeah, right now we Fair got enough. Packers one for me, Lions one. Keep in mind, I'm on your side here. I want the Lions to win this game. Put down your Are weapons. You? Are you, though? In, Are you, though? <laughs> yes, put down your weapons. I come in peace. I Friendly fire. Friendly fire. I want the Lions to win this game. Oh, friendly man. fire. Okay. Ouch. Ouch. Ouch, ouch. No, fair enough. Well, we'll figure that one out. Okay. I'm not too worried about it because it clearly is going to be a low one. Um, and honestly, if I chose the Packers, I would also keep it low. If I was, you know, going with that route and trying to trying to really be thinking about all the different factors, um, if yeah. I was to choose the Packers, I would also keep them low. So I'm fine with keeping that low, whichever way we go. I really respect that. Thank you. <laughs> Because I am so good, you know, at separating head and heart, unlike yep. unlike someone else that I know. Who are you referring to? <laughs> oh, nobody. You don't know him. Okay. Okay. Sounds like sounds like a big fat jerk. He really hates one of these next teams, though. And it is the Indianapolis Colts at New England Patriots. He threatened to burn down the entire city of Indianapolis. Oh um, my god! But, so I could I could take a guess at uh, who you're going to choose for this weekend. But yeah, we've got this game next up on the list. Okay, first and foremost, whoever said that should be in, a, in like a this should be in like a padded box for at least a couple of years because that sounds <laughs> very violent. I don't like that one bit. Uh, but I digress. I also, strangely enough, really don't like the Colts. Really oh, hate wow. them. They're my least favorite team. Them and Let's Ride are my two least favorite teams after, of course, the Packers. Uh, but yeah, uh, surprise, surprise! I have the Patriots winning this game, and thank goodness. They beat the Jets last weekend because if they didn't, I would I would have a little bit of a tougher time with this. But it's in Gillette. It's in New England. Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Nice name. Thanks. Cool. I think the Patriots are going to just keep on shoving in the knife here of the Colts. Also, I know I didn't know his name. I was listening back in last week's podcast. It's Sam Ellinger. My apologize. My Sam. apologies, Sam. Oh, it was like on the top of our tip of our tongue. Yeah, so my apologies on that one, Sam, uh, but no offense to you. I don't really know if uh, you're going to be around long enough after last week to uh, really have that be a household Ooh, got name. Him. I know. Got him. Sorry, Sam. But uh, yeah, Colts just lost to the Commanders. That basically, in theory, ended their season, in my opinion. Patriots had a great win against the Jets, a Jets team that has been really performing well so far uh, throughout the season. And like I said, the Patriots at home and Bill Belichick is very good in the months of November, December, January, and February, and it is November. So I do have the Patriots winning this game. 
I am nervous. I'm not nervous. I know the Patriots going to win, but as we know, the Colts love biting us. You know when we least expect it, and sure we're hurting do. our chances. Yeah, hurting our chances at the Buco Bucks. So I I do think the Patriots going to win, but I'm a little less confident in my confidences because the Colts are POSs and they like to screw us over. So I've got the Pats, and I've got them at a half dozen six. Oh wow! Okay, you have them higher than I do. But, yeah, I agree. I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think especially the way Bill Belichick – Belichick, I said that weird. Bill Belichick set, sets up and designs his defense and does all these, like, fake things and messes with quarterbacks by, like, um, I don't know, disguising what he's actually going to be doing. He can do that to some of the best quarterbacks in the league, and they're going up against a brand-new quarterback. So I think they're going to have no problem – psyching him out, um, making him make some mistakes. So I've got the Patriots, and I've got them at half of that. I've got them at three, and I just really kept them low just because the Colts, I don't really know what they're ever going to do. <laughs> we, we can't trust them. It's, like, it's true. It's like a tuna sandwich that's been sitting out in your car for a half day. You just can't trust the Colts just like the tuna <laughs> oh, sandwich. Gosh. So honestly, Yikes. I'm good right now with, with committing to three because – I'm not taking a bite out of that tuna sandwich, and I'm not going higher than three with the gold. I, I hope like you it. would not eat that tuna sandwich. That's I disgusting. have eaten many a gas station egg salad and tuna sandwiches, as you oh know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I put up a poll on our Instagram and say, agree or disagree? Egg salad sandwiches and tuna sandwiches from a gas station are fine. Disagree. Straight disagree. I agree. So we got 50-50. We're going to have to send it to the wave riders. See we'll what they have to say. We'll send it out. We'll send it out there. Let's see what everybody else has to say. <sighs> oh, my oh, word. That is oh. that is something. Your stomach is, is, is a steel trap over there. Yeah. Feeling like yours after you popped 22 mini donuts in your mouth a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Uh, let's look at this next game and stop talking about tuna sandwiches because that just <laughs> makes me a little queasy. Uh, the Buffalo Bills at New York Jets, and this is another very high one for me. I know the Jets have been surprising all of us by getting a couple wins. Obviously, we don't mind when they got the wins against the Packers and a couple other ones. They have goofed us up a little bit. I have a feeling we're going to get some points on this game, though. The Bills just can't stop, won't stop. They are the team that I think we all expected them to be. They are keeping it up, and you just love to see it. It's exciting to see them go far. I think they're going to continue to go really far. Um, I've got the Bills this weekend marching into New York and just taking the W pretty easy peasy, and I've got them at 12. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Our first, we have second, a winner. Our second spot on confidence level of the week and i you know i love giving you shit whenever possible right oh yeah always so i i just caught something that you said and i'd love to just hit on it just because i i would be kicking myself if i didn't you said the bills are going to be marching into new york where where are the bills from oh good point <laughs> marching I, over across from <laughs> the other side of new york <laughs> Literally, I was thinking the same thing because right when this game popped up, I was like, oh, the battle for New York. And I was going to mention that. And then, oh, my gosh. I literally never say that either. You're the one that's always like, they're going to be marching across to that. And I don't know why it came to my mind. I was like, they're going to be marching into New York. <laughs> Maybe I was telepathically sending it to you. And I was like, I want her to say this. I want her to say it. And you did. Oh, I went, damn ding, it. Ding, ding, ding. 
I, what I meant Go to ahead. say is they're going to be just storming across the beautiful state of New York. <laughs> Boom. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, I had to, had to keep you on their toe, your toes there, of course. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for catching me there. Oh, always, always. But yeah, as you heard from the ding, 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 I completely agree. Bills right? 12, I think they're going to march um, all the way into New York from Buffalo. And I think they're going to handle the Jets very easily. Bills are the best team in the NFL. And I think they're going to prove that once again in New York on Sunday. All right. Love that. In another team that is going to be marching over to another location, I guess it's not even a state, is the Minnesota Vikings marching into Washington, D.C., I guess, for take on the Washington Commanders. Are they actually located in D.C.? Or where is their stadium? I don't even know. That's a great question. And I think think it's in Virginia. Technically, I don't know. But it is the... Washington Commanders, so you would think it'd be in the District of Columbia, but... I'm going to look up. I'm going to look it up right now. Let's look it up. Let us know. You're like Ask Jeeves. I'd love to know. <laughs> Ask Mac. Ask Mac and she will I will look it up while you give us your analysis on the Vikings versus Commanders this weekend. Love it, love it, love it. So, yeah, unfortunately, the Vikings are rolling. They're 6-1. They have the second-best record in the NFC. They obviously just bolstered up the... Uh, the passing game on an already insane passing passing uh, attack with Jefferson and Thielen. They've got Cook. They've got uh, Captain Kirk. And obviously they've got TJ. So that offense is going to be hard to stop. The Commanders are on a little bit of a winning streak. They have won three in a row. Unfortunately, they miraculously beat my boys and they beat the Packers. And now they just beat the Colts. So Commanders are kind of riding high. They're 4-4. Four and four. Um, and shout out to the NFC East. The entire division is 500 or better. Commanders are four and four. Giants are six and two. Cowboys are six and two. Eagles are seven and zero. Oh. That's an insane division. I think everybody expected it to be the worst division in football. Right now, it's the best. Um, but yeah, I think the Commanders are going to knock. Or sorry, the Vikings are going to knock the Commanders back under 500. I think that offense is just too powerful. So yeah, this is. It's, it's always scary because the NFL there's so much parity. Commanders have won three in a row. But I have the Commanders, and this is another game I had higher than my boys. I got the Vikings, and I've got them beating the Commanders in Virginia, in D.C., wherever the heck they are, at 10. Okay. I'm fine with this one being higher than your boys. This one I actually agree with. Um, I also have the Minnesota Vikings at at Washington. Yeah, you said at one? I have, no, I, I was going to say, I also have the Minnesota Vikings at Washington Commanders, but what <laughs> I was trying to say is I also have the Minnesota Vikings beating the Washington Commanders, and I have them at 11, and just for your reference, the Commanders technically play in Maryland, five miles outside of D.C. They're in Maryland, so, oh my God, so if they ever play the Ravens, it would be it's the Battle, Battle of Maryland. It's the state of Maryland, exactly. The Battle of Edgar Allan Poe. Battle. You always say that, but I'm assuming that's a Ravens reference. So I don't it know is. why. But why would that be Edgar Allan Poe? Because he is Maryland. Is he from is Maryland, weird? or is I he just so. because of the Ravens? <laughs> I think it. Oh my god! Actually, I have no idea. I thought he was from Maryland, but I ask is, Jeeves one second. <laughs> ask Matt. Where is Edgar Allan Poe Edgar from? Allen Poe? From. Is it weird? Is it is it weird that I brought up Edgar Allan Poe like six times no, in this podcast? Edgar Allan Poe's from Boston. <laughs> oh my god! Great. Like I said, definitely you not the battle of Edgar Allan. You always say that because of the Raven. 
which yeah, makes he, sense. Because he wrote yeah. the Raven. I was like, I don't really know that that has anything to do with Maryland, but maybe. I don't know much Why? about literary history, so. Literary, good word. Oh, thank never... you. You're welcome, you're welcome. Yeah, that's the last time I'm ever going to say Edgar Allan Poe on this podcast, just uh, FYI. Doubtful. I don't want to lose, we don't want to lose any fans. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, but we have no problem losing fans when we just talk absolute smack about teams, which we're probably going to do about Obviously. these next two teams because they both lost this past weekend. We have the Las Vegas Raiders at Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is one I went a little bit back and forth on. Um, I know the Raiders have been kind of picking it up a little bit, but that was obviously very halted this past weekend when they lost to the Saints. Thank goodness, though, we listened to one of us and didn't put the Raiders at 10. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for me. Um, No, but I actually have them coming up with a bounce back game here. I think they're going to take on Jacksonville. Jacksonville just lost. I know it was in London, so it's hard to really see that as like a regular game because they're traveling and jet lagged and all that stuff. But they just lost to a pretty dismal team in the Denver Broncos. They have not been doing well. Obviously, you've heard us rag on them quite a bit. The Jaguars did have some good flashes in the very beginning. I feel like they've been kind of going downhill at like a steady, consistent pace since then. So I'm hoping the Raiders are going to bounce back this coming weekend. Obviously, we need to keep an eye on the Devontae Adams news. Hopefully, he will be back out there. That's a big thing for them to have him there. But with that, if he is, I'm assuming he's going to be back and be healthy and be fine. I've got the Raiders this weekend, and I've got them at five. A ding, 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 hey, ding, ding, ding. A ding, a ding, 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 ding. Whoa, that actually sounded really good. That was, like a little, that. Uh, that was like a little southern twang. That was a little ding, 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 ding. That was like, what's that movie, the banjo movie, when they're on the, the, they're on the rafting trip, and then there's a scary one? I am. I don't watch scary movies, so. Yeah, it was. Um, it was like the. Uh, dang it! I'm gonna think of it when we finish the podcast. But, anyways, um, yes, I agree. I think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to beat the Lord Farquads. And thank goodness that I listened to you about the Saints. Like that really could have been the difference between the Buco Bucks last week. And I'm so happy that I always listen to you no matter what. And uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna leave it at that. Raiders are so disappointing. And side note, I think we're going to have to watch the Devonta Adams injury because if he doesn't play, that this might be one that we have to watch um, with the injury yeah, updates. But definitely. as of now, I agree. And I think Raiders at five, pending is an injury. Okay, sounds good. Yep, exactly what I said. We'll watch for that injury. Sounding like a plan, Stan. And Stan. what is also a plan, Stan, and written into all of our plans for every single podcast is the very first advertisement before the afternoon slate of games. So it is time for a word from our sponsors. Ding, ding, oh ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what the heck was that 30 second thing? I was literally about to say, you sound like a disc jockey. You were like, sponsor. It's like you had like a soundboard over there, but it was literally just all coming out of your mouth. That was kind of cool. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to listen back to that. You'd be like, what the heck? I'm just losing my mind over here. I love it. Trying to throw you off your game. Hit us with your advertisement. It worked. So I was going to write one earlier. I forgot. So this is right off the dome. And today's week nine episode podcast is brought to you by Mariah Carey Christmas album. No. I don't want. 
Did you interrupt my advertisement? Sorry, go ahead. I don't want a lot for Christmas other than presents, presents, presents. This Christmas, go to your local T-Mobile, get a phone, go to Kroger, get some food. Oh my God, this is the worst one ever. Christmas. If it's not good enough for 25 days, make it two months. Christmas, all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm done with it. You... This is just like me? the one advertisement. That's on that, me. Is that on me for real? <laughs> this was just like the last advertisement I was terrible with, and I immediately was like, "You." <laughs> that sponsor was brought to you by like, Mariah Carey's. Mariah Carey, and apparently T-Mobile, and also Walmart or Kroger. I was it? trying to say Radio Shack, and I was going to go for electronics, and for some reason T-Mobile came out. Um, but this podcast is actually brought to you by Mariah Carey's Christmas album. It's got a lot of great songs. None better than All I Want for Christmas is You, the the most streamed and played Christmas song every holiday season. Get your CD at your local Radio Shack Target, nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> Perfect. I don't even know what I was saying. I love it. It's all I said good. Kro- I said Kroger and T-Mobile. No worries. You're good. Oh, my god. I don't goodness. think you could find well... the CD at either of those locations. But, yeah, that was that was awesome. <laughs> Well, I will allow you to not wallow in that for too long. Um, We'll go ahead, just jump right into the next game. Seattle Seahawks at Arizona Cardinals. Why don't you give us your analysis and try and forget all about that advertisement? (laughs) How am I supposed to give an analysis after what just happened? I literally, I promise you fans, I am going to be writing them down from now on because I'm slowly declining. You're good. You're doing great. Yeah, after that, after I'm going to clean off my pits here with all the sweat stains (laughs) from that. We got the Seahawks and the Cardinals, and we've got the first play Seahawks, kind of like the Falcons, a team that obviously we expected to be ahead of teams like the Niners and the Rams after eight weeks. Uh, but yeah, Gino just refuses to write back, though. I've written him literally like a thousand times, and that dude refuses to write back, which is rude if you ask me. But he's not writing back because we're all haters, and he he's here, and he's here to stay. And I think it's it would be silly to not – respect the Seahawks that defense is back to being kind of like a legion of boom in its own respect uh Kenneth Walker go green go white heck yeah he is definitely a front runner for rookie of the year and the Seahawks team is kind of just clicking on all cylinders so I have them going into the desert and beating the Cardinals at a confidence level of three just because the Cardinals have Hopkins back they're looking a little better but yeah I got the Seahawks winning at three okay Nice. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I also have the Seahawks. They are proving to me that they are the team that they have been showing themselves to be. I think there's only so many weeks where you can write that off as kind of lightning in a bottle type of a thing. And they're proven that they're a team to contend with. And I think they're going to continue this weekend in this interdivisional matchup. I've got the Seahawks. I've got them at four. So very, very close. Very, very close. Moving right along. Another game that is very, very close is a game that oftentimes we aren't entirely sure who is going to win. We have the Los Angeles Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champs, at Tampa Bay Bucks, who obviously Tom Brady, the GOAT in and of itself, is a force to be reckoned with. So yeah, this is a tough game for me. I know last year this was these were tough games when these two teams played each other. It's just looking at like great teams versus great teams, and these are always questionable 50-50. I think the Rams are going to pull this one out, but similar to the Raiders, we do need to obviously keep a very close eye on Cooper Cup. He is their offense pretty much in a nutshell. 
the biggest reason I'm going Rams here, assuming that Cooper Cup plays, is just because the Bucks have been on a bit of a slippery slope. And I know we're not TMZ, but just to report, Tom Brady and Giselle officially are divorced or filed for divorce. So Heartbreak Hotel. Be, I know, it's Heartbreak Hotel for sure. But that could definitely be part of why things have not been great for him on the field. He's been struggling a bit. I know it would affect my game personally. Yeah. But yeah, because of that slippery slope, not because of the divorce, but just the Bucks in general have not been doing great. I'm going with the Rams and I'm going with them at two. Ding, ding, ding. Ding hey. AF. Ding, ding City ding, Hotel. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Gosh, she is really on top of it today, folks. Yeah, I'm going to have nothing to add to this game because I obviously ding, ding, ding. I think uh, as long as Cooper Cup is healthy, like you said, we're going to go with the Rams. And side note, Giselle. Um, Obviously, terrible divorce. She's been she's been DMing me, just saying I have not oh. been responding or writing back, like Gino, because Ooh. they just you know this has been happening. But Giselle is reaching out, just saying. Um, oh, she's well, a fan let's of the pod. keep us posted how it's going. I absolutely will. And uh, speaking of things that uh, the fans are going to be interested in, this second advertisement, and one that I think is going to actually be an advertisement, unlike mine, but. Mac, hit us with uh, our second advertisement of the week. I don't know. I didn't write one down this week, and I have been being mad the past, like, two weeks. Um, but I've got a little hot cocoa in my mug here to warm myself up on this rainy day here in Asheville, North Carolina. So this Making Waves NFL Combinated Pool Podcast is brought to you by Starbucks Hot Chocolate. Did you know that hot chocolate is the drink? It'll warm you up, just like you think. Add some mallows. It's delish. Hot chocolate. Enjoy it. And what rhymes with delish? I don't know, but it's delicious. <laughs> Yay. Hey, I like the mallows. Right when you said that, I was like, what is she? Did she say mallows? Marshmallows. Marshmallows. What rhymes with delish? Let's see. Uh... Fish, wish, uh, uh, fish, you already said wish. wish. You're gonna drink it up just like a fish. No, oh, <laughs> at some mallows, it's delish. If you don't drink it, you're a real bish. <laughs> Whoa, this is officially explicit, explicit. folks. Ass arse. If you don't drink oh, Starbucks, man. fish is in, you are a bish. So drink Starbucks. Oh, I wish I said that, doggone. <laughs> you did, you did. Hey, better late than ever. At least you ended up having an advertisement. Mine was for Mariah Carey. Jeez, That's well, I guess we need to start keep writing them down. Our write-down ones to. are a lot better, but that's okay. We might okay. have to write back, though. We definitely might have to write back, though. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Okay, next game, last game on Sunday, Tennessee Titans at Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I think this is going to be a juicy game. After an 0-2 start, the Titans have messed around and won five games in a row, so they're right back to having full control of the AFC South. But yeah, the Chiefs are just in a different league. I think it's all it's all going to end up going back to Buffalo and the Chiefs. I think everybody agrees that we want to see Mahomes versus Josh in January. Um, and yeah, the Titans are going to be a playoff team, but they are not the Chiefs. So I think the Chiefs um, are going to win in Arrowhead on Sunday night. They're just they have too many options. They just got Tony. It's going to be interesting to see how he kind of. Uh, fits into that offense um, alongside all the other weapons that Mahomes has. So I've got the Chiefs. No disrespect to the Titans. It's they got Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So that's why I'm going Chiefs at nine. All right, I love it. Ding 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 ding
I also have the Chiefs at nine this weekend, and it's funny it's because crazy. Bob and I, uh, Bob and I, text each other our choices ahead of time just so we can know if there are any we need to do some further analysis on. And he accidentally had circled the Titans for this game, and I was terrified because I have the Chiefs at also nine, which is higher than a lot. But I'm glad to hear that we agree. Also important to consider, Tannehill sat out this past weekend. And if he sits out again, I mean, they did not let Malik throw like at all. I think he had like 60 yards or something like that. So if he sits out again, I mean, easy peasy, I'd be fine looking at moving them even higher this weekend. I agree. So I'm glad we agree on that. Speaking of games we agree on, I'm looking at all our confidences and it looks like we both have one confidence we haven't used. So I think this last game is also spot on. No way. All right. Well, let's take a peek at the very last game, Monday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before we do, did you have something to say? I saw you uh, I was just, jump I was just say on, on three, let's say our confidence for this game. When I say three, shout the confidence. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Seven. seven. You didn't say it. I, I did. Three. I said seven. <laughs> seven, yes. seven. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I'm sorry. No, are you going to say Merry Christmas for the next two months on this podcast? Yes. Oh, yes. Geez. Okay, yes, seven. And I know we have the exact same team as well. Monday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the New Orleans Saints. And although the Saints pulled a somewhat, I guess I would say, upset win, even though, I mean, some people predicted it, but it's fine. Even though they pulled up that win and they are still at uh-huh. home. <laughs> they are still at home, which is a difficult place to win if you are the opponent. I still believe in the Ravens in this one. I think Lamar is just going to do a great job at moving some things around. I'm a little bit scared of the Ravens sometimes. Like, they're a great team, but sometimes they just scare me. So... This makes me probably one of the more nervous ones, which isn't really representative in my confidence pool choice, but I have the Ravens and I have them, as we said, at seven. Boom. Ding, 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 ding. And I completely agree. I don't really have anything to add other than, yeah, I mean, the Saints are looking good. They had a great shutout win. And obviously the Ravens, they're kind of clicking on all cylinders, especially, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Yes, really that was a great one. Wow. I feel like I really hit that. I think that might have made up for my advertisement a little bit. But yeah, I just counted up and we have seven games. Ding, 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 uh, which is incredible. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come. And I need to give a quick shout out to my co-host. Um, her and her wife are officially getting their keys to their new house tomorrow. So um, for me to you, congratulations on that. So much to celebrate. And hopefully... Next week, we're able to come back with some other good news that we have some buco bucks. They're going to help some, uh, you know, some furnishing for that new apart or that new the new house. So, uh, congratulations, and let's win the buco bucks to help uh, with some of those, you know, some of those Thank costs. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yes, we are purchasing a house. We close tomorrow, so pretty excited about that, and excited for all that this weekend has to offer. We will keep you all posted when we uh, when you tune in next week, and we will talk to you then. Next week's going to be a good one. Bears, Lions, buckle up, baby. Peace.